Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter Job Search Site. At College Recruiter, we believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. And I'm Peter Zolman, founding principal of the AIM Group, the leading global business intelligence service for marketplaces and classified advertising companies. We consult with recruitment marketplaces companies and publish AIM Group recruitment intelligence and a free weekly digest. We also host the annual Global RecBuzz Conference. This is the podcast for you to learn more about how to create, manage, and work with general, niche, and aggregator job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Hey, Peter, it is great to be with you. If it's a today, it must be a podcast. You sound like a program reminder for one of the big morning shows in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> today, you know, tomorrow on today, the, the only one of those people I can think of is the uh, weatherman Al Roker. I can't even think of the other people who do that show anymore. Matt Lauer, but he became uh, a, uh, a a lesson in HR and talent deacquisition. <laughs> Pers- uh, I think I think it's French persona non grata. Uh, absolutely, and of course CBS had their own so. Regardless, it's good to talk to you. It is good to bring people from in from all around the world, and you know this is a this is a fun thing we are doing here. Uh, I hope yeah. the uh, the audience finds it fun as well. There's a, always yeah. a little bit of um, gentle ribbing, and we hope a few nuggets of knowledge. What more can you ask, right? Yeah. Well, and. Uh few nuggets of knowledge just for the for the benefit of the audience. This is one of those podcasts that was really difficult for us to schedule because uh, there's a 13-hour time difference um, between between a couple of us and an, only a 12-hour difference between between a couple of us. So uh, and you'll find out why because today's guest is Joelle Pang. She is the general manager of Fast Jobs Malaysia. And kind of hold on to your seats because uh, she's got quite the impressive resume. I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed at how little I've done and how much she's done. Um, Joelle has uh, over 12 years of experience in technology startups in a few different spaces, e-commerce, recruitment, mobile, and on-demand. She was the founder of two startups, one of which uh, she exited after leading it to become Singapore's leading fashion e-commerce platform. Um, I can be qualified to do e-commerce, but not so much fashion. We can see your clothing today. Definitely not fashion. Yeah, nobody has ever accused me of being fashionable. Um, Although that looks like the <laughs> that looks like the Zelensky drab olive uh, t-shirt. Yes. So yes. you qualify yes, for I that. Am. Yes, the audience can't see the video, but I am wearing a plain olive green uh, T-shirt, and I would like to say it was in support of of, of Ukraine, but it, it it's it's not. It's just what was clean in the closet. Um, so Joelle's company, Fast Jobs Malaysia, and its sister site, uh, Fast Gig Malaysia, they focus on helping to connect low wage job seekers to meaningful employment opportunities. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about that, Joelle. Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. Thank you for having me. We appreciate that you got up and stayed up. It's only 8 p.m. 
in your area. So we're not, <laughs> we didn't ask you to stay up too late. We tried this once before somebody had a microphone problem. I won't say who, but it wasn't Stephen. Mm. Uh, and that didn't work, but you had stayed up to, until midnight. So we really, and you would have been up till one in the morning. We really appreciate that. It is good to talk to you. We obviously saw you at the, uh, aim groups, uh, rec buzz, uh, conference in Barcelona in 2019, uh, this year we had uh, Huishan Lim uh, spoke at the uh, conference at RecBuzz Amsterdam. Um, can you talk a little bit about the major differences between how job boards, recruitment marketplaces operate in North America, Europe, and Asia, and specifically Malaysia, but Malaysia, Singapore, and Southeast Asia. What are the differences? I would say that in terms of job boards, so for fast for fast jobs, we focus on the low-wage or the non-executive um, blue-collar segment of the workforce. So everything moves really fast in Southeast Asia. And when we are talking about, you know, and we are called fast jobs for a reason. So in terms of the segment of the workforce that we are focusing on, a key difference really is that we are talking about hiring in huge volumes and in an extremely compressed timeline. So the kind of um, job seekers that we are helping to connect to job opportunities are you know, people who work in your retail, F&B, hospitality, warehousing, logistics, customer service, you know, um, administrative stuff. And sometimes you are talking about hiring 100 or even 300 you know, customer service or customer-facing uh, retail um, store associates to support an opening of an outlet. So definitely, a lot of what we are looking at is um, very fast-paced, high-volume, urgent hiring. And I would say that that's a, 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 key, a key differentiator um, because what we are also looking at is that, you know, we do have a high percentage of non-executive job seekers um, over here in Asia. And in Malaysia itself, um, we, have, we are talking about 75% of our workforce um, falling within this uh, segment of the workforce that we are connecting to job opportunities for. My uh, co-host, uh, Stephen, also does a high-volume hiring podcast. What's, what's different about high-volume hiring from onesies or fivesies, uh, <laughs> if I can make up a word. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that that's a great question, right? Because the vision for, for us at FASCO has always been to reduce the disconnect um, between the white-collar you know, uh, recruiters and also the blue-collar uh, job seekers. And this exactly falls within um, the question that you're asking. Because if I were to ask you, you know, um, Peter or Stephen, if you're looking to hire a senior marketing manager, maybe you might say, okay, it will be uh, really optimistic if I get a great, a great candidate to join me in, in two months' time. And, and after serving that notice, maybe three months' time. But if I'm a restaurant owner looking to open three outlets in the next month, I'm talking about hiring a hundred, you know, front front of uh, front of uh, kitchen, back of kitchen, kitchen helper, service crew, and I need them here in two weeks' time so that they are going to be trained and ready for the grand opening. And if I do not get the the, the sufficient number of you know um, candidates or or workers in my organization or my restaurant in time, we are going to be talking about rental. We are going to be talking about operational costs that's going to be incurred, and we are going to be talking about missed economic opportunities simply if we do not um, hire in time. 
Yeah, that is really an insightful and, and very much the same in North America and Europe, that the speed to hire, not just the how long it takes you to fill in the application form, but just when you get back to the candidate, when you extend the offer, how fast you're able to train and onboard them, um, the, the, the fastest employers win. Um, one of the things that I think plays into the speed that really helps um, fast jobs and fast gig is that if I understand correctly, you're mobile first. And in North America and Europe, there are certainly mobile first job boards and recruitment marketplaces, but they're unusual. The vast majority of niche sites either have no mobile app at all, or it's hardly used. Um, the, most of the job boards and recruitment marketplaces, all the action is on the website. Um, do you have a feeling for why there, there's that difference? Is it, is it just a, a fast jobs and fast gigs thing? Or is that common in, in, in Malaysia, Singapore? I would say that um, on high, I would say that if you were to analyze, you know, um, the usage uh, of technology by job seekers here in Singapore and Malaysia, it would make a lot of sense to be mobile first. And I think it's uh, really easy to quote mobile first, right? But what it actually really means is that we actually released and introduced fast jobs on a mobile app even before we had a website, a web platform for job seekers to, you know, search for jobs. So that's really what we meant with mobile first. And I would say that that is something that's extremely unique uh, for fast jobs as well, because we spent, you know, a lot of time speaking with job seekers, um, or say the, the customers that we are looking to serve, before we even um, designed and introduced Fast Jobs as a platform um, to connect job seekers to employers in this space. And why we have actually selected this strategy is because um, we do notice that internet penetration and smartphone penetration especially is extremely, extremely high in Southeast Asia and in Malaysia. In fact, uh, we are talking about high 90 90% plus, you know, of um, smartphone mobile, um, smartphone ownership. Some even own three to four mobile phones to juggle multiple like business streams and, and, and workflows. And what this also means for our segment of the job seekers, um, where most of them are lower wage income earners, is that the usage of or the ownership of smartphones as compared to laptops or desktops is four times higher. So if you are looking to meaningfully connect these low-wage job seekers to you no know, gainful employment opportunities, we definitely need to put these opportunities on devices that they are more likely to, to, you know, to own. So with this strategy of mobile first, we are actually able to place thousands of job opportunities in the palm of their hands as long as they are able to afford a very, very basic smartphone. I, I'm still hung up on the notion of having three or four smartphones. When I was in Hong Kong, somebody explained to me why somebody would have three smartphones. One is the personal phone. One is the China phone that I use for calling people in China. And one is the Hong Kong regular phone. But I don't, I don't know where the fourth one comes <laughs> in. Let's talk how, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're trying to drive high-volume hiring, you also have to drive high-volume traffic and you have to reach job seekers, a lot of job seekers. How do you do that? Are you spending a ton of money on marketing? Are you uh, bus cards everywhere? How do you, how do you drive the traffic? So that's a great question, Peter. And um, I'm actually reminded of the very first question you asked 
And this might be something that's extremely unique to the Southeast Asian market, where the non-executive, you know, operational custom, customer-facing job seekers really do make up a huge, um, I'll say, majority of the job seekers uh, here in our part of the world. And if you ask me, like, how do we actually um, build up our, our huge base of job seekers? Like, for example, in just Malaysia alone, um, Fast Jobs has over 1.5 million Malaysia-based job seekers. And if you were to add in um, our the job seekers we serve in Singapore and Philippines as well, we're talking about, you know, close to 5 million job seekers. And um, answer is no, we do not have a huge marketing budget, but what we do have is, uh, I would say, a very meaningful product market fit. And if you think about it, um, the, the recruitment space uh, for the blue-collar job seekers has not been a very, I would say, not a very um, highly served. In fact, it has been an underserved you know, um, hiring and recruitment space uh, by technology for a really long time now, where you have you know, platforms like you know, LinkedIn um, and, and so on that caters to, to this white-collar or you know, managerial executive positions. A lot of this um, low-wage or uh, non-executive job seekers have often had to rely on um, just walking around um, malls and also walking around uh, shop lots looking for vacancy hiring, uh, urgent hiring signs, and also just you know sometimes going to uh, manpower agencies where you know they have to approach a middleman just to be connected to a meaningful job opportunity. So the idea of just having thousands of opportunities that might be customized and catered to your your preferences and your and your I would say availability is definitely something very revolutionary. And I would say that because it really does serve um, a huge market need, the moment we introduced our app and just with a little bit of you know outreach, offline activities and um, online marketing, uh, we saw our job seeker base just grow and grow and it and it, it really just gained huge traction to the size that we are today. And even right now, a lot of our new job seekers um, get to know about fast jobs through word of mouth because the most important thing is to to really, the proof is in the pudding, right? That, you know, you use fast jobs and you get connected to a meaningful, gainful um, opportunity with an employer that has been, you know, vetted and um, I would say vetted by us before they even start posting a job. We'll be back right after this break. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Welcome back to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. When you and I met um, a few years ago at, at the um, what was then Rec Plus uh, conference in Barcelona, now Rec Buzz, and hopefully we'll be able to be in the same room again in in, in April in Berlin for the next Rec Buzz. Um, I just loved the, the the passion, the language, the meaningful employment, and the example you just gave of somebody like walking around a shopping mall looking for help wanted signs, they can find employment. The likelihood that it's going to be meaningful, that it's going to be really well matched with their skills, with their ambitions, the hours that work for their families 
it's just not nearly as good as if they can use um, a site like a fast jobs or a fast gig um, where they can tap into a lot more jobs and, and find the best match so much better for the candidate, so much better for the employer. Um, I hope that, that you and, and the rest of your team every day kind of keep that in mind that, that it's truly admirable. Um, the, the work that, that you're doing and, and others in our space to, to help people find meaningful careers. Um, Question for you. Um, you know, we've been talking about the business in Malaysia and in Singapore. Um, it really seems like you guys really know what you're doing and, and are really listening to your customers, job seekers, employers. Um, are you planning on bringing that success to other countries? So definitely, I think that our focus is on uplifting the livelihoods of these low-wage workers in Southeast Asia. So um, definitely we had a great start in Singapore where uh, we are headquartered. And Singapore has always been this unique uh, mix where the, the ratio of you know blue-collar to white-collar job seekers is about 50-50. And then, of course, um, our next market being Malaysia, um, that percentage of the, the market that we serve goes up a little um, to about 75%. And if you look at the opportunities in the other countries in Southeast Asia, um, Philippines, where we are also based, um, or even you know Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, we are talking about... Um, the blue-collar non-executive workforce um, taking up, you know, 90, 90 plus percent of the total, you know, workforce in the respective countries. So definitely huge, huge opportunity. And when we talk about opportunity, um, it's not it's not so much just, okay, how can we, you know, uh, grow our footprint or how can we, you know, um, get more customers, get more job seekers. But I think what really, really drives us as well is really the scale of the impact that we can make because our vision is really to uplift the livelihoods of these low-wage income earners in Southeast Asia by using technology, of course. Sounds fair. Um, you mentioned Vietnam, Thailand, those places. Would the same app and the same approach work there? I mean, are you actively and aggressively looking at those markets or are you just kind of thinking they might be might be good places to go eventually. And I don't want to ask you to give away uh, trade secrets, obviously. Oh, I do, though. <laughs> I do, too, but so, not on the podcast. We do that for AIM Group Marketplaces well, Report. The three and, of us will just keep it between ourselves. Yeah, nobody, okay. nobody will. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, no worries. Let me, let me just put on my, my head as a regional you know, business developer, right? I will say that, you know, it isn't so much a, a trade secret or uh, or so much of, you know, um, are we just going to launch our app uh, wholesale? But what I would say is that in this non-executive um, blue-collar space, recruitment itself uh, is still very much a traditional industry. And what I have came to realize over all these years is that the more, um, I would say, the more traditional um, an industry, the more um, localization it will take in order for it to, to gain traction and to, and to also build up a, a meaningful um, footprint in, in, in terms of both getting clients as well as job seekers. So, of course, um, it, it is really sexy, right, to be saying that, well, we are planting a flag here, we are planting a flag there. But I think what is most important uh, for us is to find meaningful product market fit because FASCO as a, as a company and, and with the, the ethos that we have, we are really here to build a sustainable business where doing good is part of doing good business. 
Sounds fair. So March 14th, you're going to be opening. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sounds good. Uh, Are there any specifics about a gig platform on mobile that really work or really don't? And I think I got one more quick question after that. So I would say that, you know, um, be, beyond just talking about the features uh, and what, what FastGig, you know, has to offer, um, I would actually really love to talk about why FastGig was even introduced um, as a platform to complement what we do at FastJobs. And it really just goes back to the why, you know, of FastJobs itself. And our vision has always been to create equal access to job opportunities for everyone. Um, including the low-wage workers, including the non-executive job seekers. And what we have really seen is that, you know, let us not forget the pandemic. I know we don't want to talk about that anymore, but that has happened and it has really changed the way we look for jobs. It has changed our relationship with jobs um, in, in just that two years alone. And what has re- what we have really seen um, uh, is this huge shift in the hiring and job seeking space is this increasing need for flexibility. And it's also a time where workers, not just white collar, but even blue collar um, you know, job seekers all around the world are finding an increasing need for you know, flexibility. And it's not so much just a case of, oh, you know, I want work-life balance or, oh, my priorities have changed. Of course, those are reasons too. But a lot of times in the segment of the workforce that we help and support and, and hope to hope to uplift, a big part of why they require this flexibility is because caregiving duties in a lot of their households have shifted. So, you know, job seekers who may used to be able to put up um, uh, their time for a six-day work week, a full-time role, which requires them to work five to six days a week, is simply just not able to do that anymore. And instead of just discounting this entire group of you know job seekers who used to be able to work full-time and consider them as no longer relevant to um, our job seeker or our platform, we started thinking, you know, hey, circumstances may have changed. And also job seeking behaviors or requirements may have changed. But how do we as an organization keep in mind our vision to continue creating equal access to job opportunities, even if the format of the job opportunity might have changed? And that is actually the genesis of FastGig, where we are also helping employers now to, to meet their operational needs. Because you know even in our part of the world, it has become more and more challenging to hire um, post-pandemic. So right now with FastGig, we are helping job seekers um, in whatever format and whatever available time that they have, whether it be just weekends for some students or a few days uh, a, a week for stay-at-home moms who still want to contribute and participate in the workforce. We allow them and give them the opportunity simply by providing flexible you know, gig work um, that allows them to contribute whatever free time that they have to still earn a gainful income for themselves with respectable, reputable employers. And of course, this is also um, where we are really thinking about how can we enable 
and also empower our employers to still meet their operational needs and also tap on um, what we call a hybrid workforce that is made up of both full-timers as well as freelancers, not only to meet their operational needs, but also to help them to keep a lean and on-demand workforce um, that is also supporting their daily operations. Because let us not forget that the recessionary pressures are also looming in the background. And I think this is really how we are really, um, I would say, thinking not just about the solutions, but really thinking about what are the problems that we exist to solve. Well, that also answered another one of my questions, which was, <laughs> can you explain the difference between fast jobs and fast gigs? And you just did very, very well. So I'm going to bring us full circle with a final question, and then we'll wrap up because we're running a little long, but that's always good. Um, how many cell phones, mobile phones, do you have? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I used to have two and then similar to you, I was like, how do I even juggle? Like how do I how do I let two devices run my life? And I have gone back to just one mobile phone with two SIM cards. <laughs> there you go. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. So one ringtones for the family and uh, one is for work or uh, some variation thereof. So my phone is so secret, right? My phone is always on silent because I want to stay in control of how I use my time and how do I how I stay focused. There you go. Well, so no ringtones. It it's it's great to hear about what's going on in Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, and to hear you say our next markets are Vietnam and Thailand. And no, only kidding. Uh, <laughs> you said those might be in the future, so I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, Thank you. For people who want to find you. Um, where should they find you and FastCo, Fast Gigs, Fast Jobs? Uh, and let's spell your name because Joel could be spelled 16 ways from sunrise. <laughs> J-O-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Pang with a P is fairly obvious. Mm -hmm. Find you on LinkedIn or email you or how do they find you? So definitely uh, look for me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm quite active there. Uh, and you can look for me with just Joel Pang. Or you can always drop me an email um, at joel at fastco.asia. Sounds terrific. Any last words, Stephen? I would just um, really like to thank you. Thank you for um, being up a little bit on the late side um, for the, so that our listeners can learn more about the job markets in Singapore and Malaysia and how, um, how FASCO helps them. Um, for the record, I have one cell phone. But uh, but it's not just my cell phone that controls my life. It's also my dog. <laughs> the dog is your cell phone or the dog controls your life? The dog controls my life. Got it. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Joelle, thanks very much. Thank you so much. It was a great chat. Thank you. Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts, College Recruiter, and The AIM Group. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it, five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Special thanks to our producer and engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Peter Zolman of The AIM Group, the leading global consultancy in the field of marketplaces and classified advertising. Find out more about our reports on recruitment marketplaces, job boards and classifieds including our new Recruitment Marketplaces Annual at aimgroup.com slash reports. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site, College Recruiter. 
Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at steven at collegerecruiter.com. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.